Amen. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Head back to your seats, everybody. Grab a Bible. Grab a pen. Because we're going to get right into God's word today. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. My question to you is, what was your favorite book growing up? Just throw up your hands. Favorite book. What's your favorite book? Yell it out. What? Diary of the Wimpy Kid, which was totally me when I was a kid. They didn't have that when I was a kid. That was totally me. Give me another one. What's your favorite book? Chronicles of Narnia. They made that into a movie. Every time I go into my closet, I hope to find a half man, half goat looking back at me. What about in the back there? Favorite book growing up? What? Harry Potter. Did anyone ever, like, is anyone, all right, so I'm not going to ask anyone if they're adopted, but I was adopted. So I was adopted, and a lot of people don't know that, but I was adopted. And I, after seeing Harry Potter, I always thought, well, maybe I'm really a wizard too. So I started trying to turn people into stuff. Never really worked. People thought I was weird. But nonetheless, Harry Potter made a big impact on me. Uh, when I was a kid, one of my favorite books growing up was this book right here called Where's Waldo? This is my favorite books ever. I love this book. It's a great book. Let's try one real quick. I did these all the time when I was a kid. Try one. Uh, here's the first photo. See if you can find Waldo. Just give it your best shot. I know it's hard. I know you got to kind of squint a little bit. Maybe you have better um, eyes than I do. It's hard. Just give it your best shot. See if you can find him. He's in there. I know he is. It's kind of rigged because I know exactly where he is. Where do you where do you see him? Anyone see him? All right, here's an easier one. This is an easier one for some of you. Try this one out. All right, this one's keep looking. Keep looking. All right, girls, keep looking. Keep looking for where is Waldo. I don't know where he is. Keep looking. All right, did you find him? He's in the bottom half right there, bottom half. You know, when I was a kid, playing Where's Waldo was such a fun thing for me. Uh, I, playing this game, learned a couple very important lessons. I think the things we do as children, so that's why Port Mariners is so good. That's why going to school at a young age is so good. The things you learn at a young age have a big impact on how we grow up, like even at our age now, even at my age. Doing this book, searching around, like provoked this like curious adventure in me. I don't know why that happened, but I had this curious adventure. Maybe you reading a book, you can put yourself in this other world. And it makes you very curious and very adventurous. Like you read the Chronicles of Narnia, and it puts you in this world that's totally different, and it's just so exciting. You read the Harry Potter books, and you're like, oh my gosh, how cool would that be to be a wizard and like fly around on birds? And I think I'm kind of mixing the Lord of the Rings. And, and Harry Potter, but how cool would that be to like have a ring that like controls all the other rings and like, oh, and your, and your boyfriend's a vampire, like how cool would that, I think I'm mixing a lot of books there, but how cool would that be? And like that's what you think of, you think of, and, and I used to go and go explore and do like adventurous things because I had this adventurous, curious spirit provoked in me. I'd go out of my house and I'd ask questions like this in the morning, like me and my best friend Josh, we would get together, he lived right down the road from me, so it's like I lived here. And summertime's the best time for adventures, by the way, boys and girls, it's the best. So and he lived a couple doors down, and I'd go to Josh to be like, Josh, 
I knock on his door and be like, you awake, Josh? And he's, he was awake. And he's like, oh, what do you want to do today? And we would do things like this. We'd be like, what do we want to go explore today? What do we want to discover? You know, what do we want to do? Wouldn't it be cool if, let's go and try this. And we would go and do all these incredible things. And we, it all start with a question. Do you think we could? Do you think that looks dangerous? Do you think we're going to get hurt? Do you think we're going to get in trouble? Like, those are like the kind of questions that are adventurous kind of questions. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes we miss this, but faith is just as adventurous as life. And we forget this all the time because it doesn't feel adventurous. It, you know, following God doesn't feel adventurous. You know, f- following Jesus doesn't feel adventurous sometimes. But yet, we still have some of the same questions that we don't have the same excitement for going and finding answers to. Like, here's a question that I ask myself a lot. You know, I ask myself a lot, you know, does God you know, really care? These are actually some of the questions I asked are right here on the screen. You know, who is God? I asked myself that. Why did he make us? Is there a reason why he made us? Why are we all here? Does God really care about us? You know, these are the questions that I think about as, as a Christian, and I'm telling you, listen, and I'm 31 years old, so I'm old, like not kind of old. On my birthday, a very sweet kid came up to me, and he said, it was my birthday, he's like, oh, I saw on Instagram, it's your birthday, man, happy birthday, and I'm like, oh, dude, thanks. I'm like, I just feel really old. He's like, oh, no, no, don't feel old. You're not going to be old until you're like, you're like 25, and I'm like, dude, I'm 31. He's like, oh, my gosh, you are old, and I felt terrible about me, but even as a 31-year-old, a really old person, I ask these same questions. These questions do not change as you get older. You will ask the same questions. Your parents ask the same questions because we want to know who God is and why we're here and and does he care about us now here's the thing I believe there are really good answers to those questions and I want to take a look at them um, but before we do I want to define what care is this is how I define care or an aspect of care care starts with knowing the person you're showing care to See, uh, care starts with knowing the person you're showing care to. And there's different levels of care, so I, I understand that, okay? There's kind of like the basic needs of care. That's when we go down to Santa Ana and we serve at the chili van and we serve chili to the homeless and we have conversations with them and we honor them and we care for them and we get to know their names and we tell them our names and that's care. We go down to Mexico and we build a house, that's care. We sponsor a kid from Mexico, that's care. We help raise money so kids in Santa Ana and from around like our area who can't afford camp can go to camp, that's care. But that's like the care of like basic needs. And I'm not talking about that kind of care. I'm talking about the kind of care that's like the personal care. Like when a mom or dad puts their arm around you and they care about you. When, when your youth pastor, me, or one of your incredible youth leaders, the people in this room, put their arm around you and ask you how your week was because they care about you. And maybe you're in a life group with them and you tell them stuff about your life. Maybe you're in their cabinet camp and you open up about things that are happening in your life. And they, they listen and they care. And here's the important thing. They show their care because they've taken the time to get to know you. See, Caring starts with knowing the person you're showing care to. Now, as students, we like like a certain kind of care, okay? Now, I know the kind of care I like at home. Uh, I like when I come home, and you're my wife is the best wife ever. Your moms are probably great moms, too. And we are not all that different, okay? We probably like clean clothes in our closet. I like clean clothes in my closet. Who likes coming home and your clothes are done and folded and clean in their closet? Okay, okay. Listen, I like 
Like, I feel cared for when I come home and there's food there. Because I'm not a great cook. I'm a good barbecuer, but I'm not a great cook. So if there's not food cooked, I don't know what to do. I just start eating my arm. I have nothing to eat. I'm miserable. And she, my wife shows me care, probably like your parents show you care. They may cook you food and have dinner ready, the whole thing. Moms are the best. Now, here's the thing. There are other things about us as people that we need. I ca- found during my research 10 things that I think students need. And this is what I believe. I believe it's true for me, even as an adult. I believe it's true for you. Here are my list of 10. They're not on the screen, but don't feel like you have to write these down. Maybe you hear one of these 10, and you're like, that's more me than, than another one. But you just hear, listen to this list. Oh, gosh, there's a nine tails. Oh, I got to do my lesson. Okay. Sorry, Pokemon. It's just, okay. Uh, okay, the nine tails is over there. Okay. Accepted. Do you guys feel care? When you feel acceptance, when you feel believed in, when you feel forgiven or loved, supported, trusted? Do you feel care when you feel safe somewhere? Do you feel care when you feel understood, when you feel valued? You know, for me, that word safe is like a really big word, and I want to explain. Safe is not just physical safety. Like, in this room, you're safe because Tyler Stips and the FBI, he's here protecting us all. That's not the kind of safety I'm talking about. I know, we all love Tyler. That's not the kind of safety. That's not kind of, even though that safety is very valuable, that's not the kind of safety I'm talking about. I'm talking about this kind of safety. Let's say, and this happened one time, there was a student I was giving a lesson about Jesus, and he was like, oh, I don't know if I believe in all that. I don't know if I believe in Jesus. And I'm like, you know what? That's totally cool. Thank you for, like, thanks for being honest. Can we go get a burger sometime, and we can talk about it? And you can ask me questions, and I'll give you my answers, and I'll open the Bible, and we'll just have a discussion. And he was like, sure. He felt safe enough in junior high to disagree and to have a different opinion. Like, that kind of safety says that we care about you. Like, I want you guys to feel that safe. Now, how you feel about those things, how those things connect with you, how people show their care for you, and those things say a lot about us. Now, here's the thing. What does this have to do with how God cares about us? Well, I want to show you how God knows you, and because he knows you, he is so equipped and ready to care for you. Because, like I said, care starts with knowing If you know someone and know things about them, you can care for them in a totally different way. So here's the thing. We're going to look at the book of Genesis. We're going to look real fast at verse, chapter 1, verse 1. So if you have your Bibles open, open them up to literally the first page of your Bible, like, Skip the copyright page of the table of contents, and it's like page, like Genesis 1, verse 1, and this is what it says. Oh, I just can't look at this anymore. <laughs> All right. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. The darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. All right, so if you're opening your Bibles, you could open it up. It's the very first you know, verse in the entire Bible. And then I'm going to skip down to verse 27. So God created human beings, that's us, and his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You know what I love about these two verses? It gives us the beginning of it all. God created everything. Now, if you don't believe the Bible, if you look at the Bible and you're like, I'm not sure if I believe that or not, we should talk about that sometime. Because I believe it, and I believe it's totally true and it's valuable. So we can talk about that. But for this, I look at this verse and it gives me an explanation that I'm looking, it gives me the answer I'm looking for. God created everything, and then he created us. And here's what it says. It's not on the screen. There's this verse in Matthew uh, 10, verse 20. He did almost fall. I am impressed that you didn't, actually. 
chapter 10, verse 20. Good job, dude. We can clap for him. Go ahead, go ahead. Good job, good job, good job, good job. Chapter 10, verse 20 of Matthew says this, that Jesus knows the number of hairs on your head. Now, I don't know if you've ever sat and tried to count the hairs on your head. Like I have. It, it actually, it only took me like 20 minutes. And I, it's 342 if anyone was wondering. But for you, most of you, it would actually probably take you a lot longer. But yet God knows not just you, but every person in this room. It's like this small little fact, like this small little verse that gets missed. Like, it's a small little piece of the Bible that sometimes you kind of pass over, but it actually says something really big. It says that God knows you specifically. See, God can care for you best because he knows you best. All right, let me give you an example. This is a real-world example. Here is a picture of the screenshot of my iPhone, okay? Now, here's the thing. I reorganize it. Like, very rarely do I reorganize the apps on my phone. Because I know where everything is. Without even looking at my phone, I know where things are. Is anyone, like, that good with their phone? They're like, they're like, I don't move my apps around a lot. I know exactly where they are. Like, if I'm sitting there and I'm bored, I know that I can hold my thumb and it unlocks it. And I go about three inches and I just click it. And I click it again. And then I can look down and see my Instagram. Like, I'm that good at this. I practice a lot. I know my iPhone screen because I made it this way. I know where all the buttons are because I'm the one who put them there. I look at my phone every day the same way that God looks at you every day. I look at my phone screen every day and I have it exactly the way I want it, the same way that God looks at you every day and says you are made exactly the way he wants you. Here's another example. I'm a big fan of In-N-Out Burger. Who's my In-N-Out Burger people? All right, I always have to ask, where are my Chick-fil-A people? Chick-fil-A, all right, I'm with you. Okay, I love you too. I love you too. All right. So I go to In-N-Out Burger. I'm probably going to go to In-N-Out Burger today. I'm probably going to go to In-N-Out Burger today. And uh, do, no balls in the house, boys. No balls in the house. Uh, I am going to In-N-Out Burger today, and I get my burger the exact same way. Every time I go, double meat animal style, no cheese. Okay, every time I go, that's exactly what I get. I don't like cheese. Where Anyone not like cheese in here? All right, I'm with you, I'm with you, Marissa, I'm with you. Maze mottos, maze mottos, don't eat cheese. So I go all the time, probably more than I should, and I get In-N-Out burgers, and I get my double meat animal style. Uh, it is so good, it is so delicious, you have no idea. And here's the thing, when I look at my burger, like I immediately know if it's made right or wrong, because I know what my burger looks like. I picked all the ingredients of my burger. I, you know, I have them made it just the way I want it. I have eaten them a lot. I've spent time in, in and out, and with my burgers, I know what they look like. All right. God knows you, and he knows what you look like. God picked how you look. He picked your gifts and your talents, the things you're good at. He picked the color of your hair. He picked how tall you are. He, boys, he picked how you smell. Was this kind of, you know, dicey sometimes? I know. Uh, girls, he picked, you know, if you have glasses or not. He picked your eye color. God picked all the things about you. He knows you best because he made you. Now, when it comes to care, it's important to know that God knows you best. Who better to care for you than God? Who better to show care for you than God? And here's the thing. This is what's so hard sometimes. Sometimes we forget that, that Jesus didn't just create us and leave, but actually God created us and he 
came to earth to be with us. This is what it says. I want you to write this down. It's a big note for today. Jesus didn't create us and stay in heaven. He created us, then came to live with us. Now, here's a big difference. If you want to, like, stump anyone, I'm going to teach you something amazing. You can, you can stump your parents. If you do the classic, I teach you guys this, right? If you go home and your parents say, what did you learn? You can pick out your note paper and say, this is what I learned. And then you can look at your parents and say, hey, what did you learn? And they have to answer you. So here is a fun fact for you to learn today. This is, boys, boys, this is what sets Christianity apart from everyone else. This is what sets us all apart. Christians believe that God didn't just create us and wait for us to get to him. Christians believe that God created us and then came to earth to be with us. It's a huge difference between Christianity and every other world religion on the planet. A lot, many, almost all, probably everyone believes that, well, you got to get to God. You got to learn more or do more or believe more, something more. And if you do more, then you'll get to God. And Jesus says, you don't have to do more. I want to come to be with you. I want to come and live life with you. This is what it says in the book of John, which is one of my favorite books of the entire Bible. If you are new to reading the Bible, you could read John. It's great. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word that he's talking about is Jesus. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything and was created. And his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Now, here's the thing that's so good. It's the idea, and John is the one who's really hitting this really well. It's the idea that Jesus did not create us and then leave Jesus created us, and everything is created through him. And we were here on earth, and Jesus came to live life with us. It's a huge difference. Now, I want to give a kind of a real-world example of this. My friend Jason Bowen here is going to pull over the big screen TV we have. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Just like God created you and me, and he decided one day to come to earth, he you know, put himself together. We are going to put myself together in the world of we. I know. Uh-oh, indeed. I know. I know. Because I want you to think of it this way. I want you to think of it this way. If I wanted to insert myself into this world, like, I, I can't. Like, I, like, I, like, from the outside, I can't, like, I can't, like, jump into the screen. Like, these are two different worlds. Here's the thing. Listen. Listen. Listen, I know you have to open it, read. I'm not an idiot. I know what I'm doing, okay? Just shh. Listen. These are two different worlds. This world, the world here. Now, here's the thing. This is what's so hard, students. Sometimes we think that God's world is out there and that there's no way for us to get to this world here. That there's two completely separate things. And here's the deal. I don't believe they're two completely separate things. I believe that Jesus came to be part of this world. So why don't we go here. Look at this guy sleeping, sleeping on the job. What a bum. All right, Jason, why don't you do your best job in creating me? Now, you start working on it. I'll give you like one minute to put this thing together, okay? So start working fast. All right. Now, I hope, Jason, I hope you're including the things about me that make me me, you know, my personality, of course. You know, my, my funny humor, 
Um, I hope you're, I hope the tattoos obviously are making it there. Uh, I'm very compassionate. I hope you're putting a lot of compassion, uh, a lot, a great sense of humor. Of course, I think I've already said this. Uh, I'm very, I'm, I'm a good height, so I hope you make me, you know, an adequate height. I think I'm in pretty, I think I'm in pretty good shape too. So, I mean, the, the whole, the whole point, you know, I want, I mean, Jason, you're creating a good representative of me. I hope you are. Because I want to be part of this world. There's no way I can be part of this world from out here. So I have to, like, be created in this world here. Like, that's the only way that I, I can do it. Uh, I hope that, the, oh, my gosh, Jay. Is that, a, a, is that what, why are there dots on my eyebrows? What are those? How I'm pretty tall. No, 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 no. I'm a lot taller than that. I'm not fat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. No, 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 no. Oh, just a big. Yeah, yeah, no, that's about right. All right, let's just say this is me. Let's just say this is me, Jason. Now, let's just say this is me. Let's just call, let's just put a J for, for, our, for the sake of time. S-T-I-N. Oh, wow, you're a lot faster than I thought. All right, okay. Now let's just say, no, I'm a male. There's no confusion here. All right, let's insert me into this world. Let's insert me into this world. Shirt color, pink. Thank you. Mingle. I want to mingle around. All right, quit. Save and quit. All right. So here I go. I am now created, and I am inserted into this world. See, ooh, look at me. Woohoo, Justin. Wouldn't you like to do that with people sometimes, just pick them up and just shake them? So here's the deal. I could not get into this world from where I'm at right now. I had to be created and put here. Here's what it says in Colossians chapter 1. I want you to see this. Colossians chapter 1, starting with verse number uh, 15. Christ, that's Jesus, is the visible image of the invisible God. Listen, 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 listen. Heaven and God and all that stuff's up there, and it feels so distant from us. And yet God said, I want to send a visual representation of the invisible to earth. And that was Jesus. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. Now there's more verses there. I encourage you to read them at home. That verse 15 is like the big theme verse for this weekend. That's the verse I want you to go home and learn. If you're going to learn any verse, learn that verse. Because Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. Now when you're thinking about this and you're like, well, how does this like relate to me? How does this apply to me? Well, here's how it applies to you. Jesus didn't just come here because he wanted to hang out. He didn't just come here because he was born in heaven. He came to earth because he wanted to. Because Jesus wanted to show you what it means to be cared for. And who better to care for us than someone who knows us so well, someone who created us. You might think, well, like, I, I don't feel like I know Jesus that well. Well, he knows you really well. He made you just the way he wants you. And, and he came to earth. He's the visible image of the invisible. He came to earth to get to know you. He lived life on earth with people teaching them and living with them and giving us the example of what it means to be like God. Like, that's who he is. This is what it says. This is a big bottom line for today. 
that I want you guys to write down and take with you. It's going to be up here on the screen. We can trust God cares because he created us and lived life with us. So what's the big takeaway from you? Well, you know, we can trust God cares because he created us and lived with us. You know, can the people around you trust that you care because you live with them too? I mean, can, does your parents, do your siblings, do your friends know that you care because you take the time to know them? Not just know their name or not just know a couple things about them. I mean, does your family and friends and your siblings really know you care because you've taken time to really get to know them? Like when people think about you, do they say, man, they really care for about me. Like they really know me. Because if I were to ask many of you, I think you would say, man, it's really valuable. It means a lot when someone takes the time to get to know me. I think a lot of us would say that. I know I would say that, and I'm your pastor. It means a lot to me when people get to know me, not just my name and that I have tattoos and that I'm bald and that I have a great beard and that I'm really handsome not th- and I'm really funny. Not just those things, not just those things. There's so many more things I could say. I'm a great driver. I'm incredible at video games. Not just those things, though. They get to know things about me. You know, if you really care for someone, like you know things about, you know, how they grew up. You know things about how they feel and their feelings and their emotions. You can demonstrate you care for someone by knowing them because when you know someone, you know how to care for them best. That's the thing I love about Jesus. He cares for us and knows how to care for us best. So here's the deal. I want you guys to learn this and learn the verse. Hey, dude, can you sit down over there? You're like freaking me out. Uh, I thought it was an earthquake. This guy like jumped out of his seat like it was an earthquake. So I'm going to pray for you guys, and then you're going to go. But as you go, you're going to get something in your hand for life groups. Now listen, I know that for the sixth graders, you haven't really heard us talk about life groups at all. Seventh and eighth graders, maybe you were in a life group last year. I hope you were. We are going to start life groups again in September. Sign up for them starts at the end. So here's the thing. You guys don't need to worry about this. This is all you need to do. This is all you need to do. Here's what success looks like with us giving you this circle. You take the circle. Hold it. Go to mom or dad, hand them the circle, and your job is done. That's all you have to do. It's super easy. You can do this. I believe in your ability to do this. So you're going to take it, and you're going to give it to someone. We're going to talk a lot more about life groups in the coming weeks. But I want you to know the sign-up starts soon. Don't miss out on being in a life group. Let's pray. You're going to get them as you go and hang out. There's some lures around, I believe. So listen, seriously. As I was teaching, like so many things popped up that I just passed on because I love teaching you guys. So teaching you guys is so much more important than Pokemon. Although catching them, you got to catch them all. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for every single student in this room. Thank you so much for giving us a chance to do church together. Thanks for letting us have fun. Church can be fun. Thank you for letting us have fun together. And God, we look forward to what is next uh, and what you have for us this week. Let us come to some things and show up and bring friends and have a blast. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen, guys. Go out this door. Get Life Group flyers. I'll see you guys later.